figure out where the record button is for some reason, even though I've done this a hundred times. Welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. Always press record. That's right. We have done that before where we thought we were recording and we weren't, and then it sucked. But oh well. We yeah, still have, we we had to, beer to, to drown our sorrows, so yeah. it worked out well. Yeah, you know, we could leave it recording and get all the be real if anybody ever wanted to edit. Or if Not anybody it. ever wanted to listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right, so welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast. I am Mike. With me is my co-hosts and beer bros, Ben. Hello. And anonymous Andy. <laughs> Today. What? What, <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> it's, it's that 10.6 you're kicking in is what that yeah. was. So today we're recording another episode after we just had an espresso imperial stout. So not only was it a fair amount of alcohol, it was a fair amount of espresso. So yay for us. And Which is funny you. for us not tasting it that much, and all of us are kind of like up and jazzing now. Like, I don't yeah, feel yeah. any. I don't feel any special. Oh, what are you talking about? I don't feel anything. I feel fine. So this is going to be the Southern Grist Brewing Co.'s mm. Chop It Up. It is. Chop it, it up. Chop it up. It is a brown ale conditioned on toasted coconut, chopped and roasted hazelnuts, and cocoa nibs. Mm, I wonder if it's their being there, done that, been, being there, done that. Yeah, they have a... What kind of accent's that? Bean there. Like <laughs> Wisconsin. <laughs> How you bean? Don't you like those squeaky cheese oh, curds? Gotta get uh, the, the uh, undercoating, don't you know? So what is it? Okay, they're conditioned. It's a brown ale conditioned. Yeah, so they essentially coconut. brew it and then they sit it on a bed while the while it's conditioning. So there's something like, you know, can conditioning where you... Talk put, dirty thoughts to it. Yeah. yeah where you put Ask for the, consent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right, I'm done. That's it, a reboot. Welcome to the Ales and Tales podcast reboot. This is your host, Ben Pr- No. They ask for his consent before they lay some uh, not nuts on it and some chocolate. Hey, hey. Always ask consent before laying the nuts on it. That's right. All right, guys, we learned oh, anything God. in today's culture. It was, we were idiots for a long time, so clean up your act. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> got got video proof of evidence now. People have to be held accountable. Yeah, you know, right. Changes the changes the game, man. <laughs> that wasn't immoral. We got you on camera. I'm sorry. Uh, what did you do <laughs> in your younger age? <laughs> All right. So conditioned. What is conditioned? They lay so, on a bed. Yeah. They essentially while I mean I don't know what point they did it, but while it's fermenting or after it's fermented, they'll they'll Put it in with these ingredients, and they'll just condition it. So it's it's just sitting there with the ingredients. They weren't brewed. Okay, so it's soaking. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's, it's probably going to be a little bit lighter on the flavor than if it was brewed in. But a lot of times, you can also avoid a lot of bitter notes or things that might change it. You know, you heat something right. up, it can change the chemical compounds in it and make it taste different. So this, so they just let it sit and kind of absorb and mellow and. Do its thing. Well, Andy was talking about how he was hoping for some more hazelnut in some beer. I uh, yeah, maybe I was. Be, uh, this right is, up your alley. This is great. I was just saying, yeah, people should use it more. And I guess the reason I'm not seeing it enough is just people just don't know how to condition it these days. Yeah. And it sounds as if Southern Grist. Got to lay your nuts on it easy. That's right. It's got to go. I'm going to ask permission uh, right to chop it up to open this can before we have a sip. Let's let's, let's do it. Hold on. So so let's so Southern Grist is a Tennessee company, right? Yeah, let's talk about yeah, that. Yes. So okay, the the brewery. Um, uh, they don't have a whole lot online to find out about. I was going to go look for their story, everything else. It wasn't really there. 
They originally Focused opened on up beer and not anything else. I, I guess like it. They, Keep it simple. They originally opened up in East Nashville, <laughs> and it couldn't be but a couple years ago now. It's not it hasn't been that long that they've been open, um, and did really well and gained a good following and made enough to open another brewery on the other side of town. They actually moved. They took out their pilot system, and actually their pilot system is what various artists that we just did our special episode at yeah. is uses to brew on. All right. Um, so well, they, cool. they sold off their four-barrel system, got a bigger barrel system. I've talked to them before. I can't remember if it was 15 or 30 or what it was, but a lot bigger. Uh, and they moved to the other side of town where they now brew over in the Nations, which is western side of Nashville for those listeners that aren't familiar. And uh, they do a lot of crazy, crazy beers. They do a lot of weird ingredients. Um, stuff that you wouldn't normally think that goes together, but then it can really turn out. They have a Fluffernerder Stout. Really? Might be up your alley. It's pretty sweet. Okay. Um, but it got a big following really quick. I they, like marshmallow, which is funny, but I don't like sweet. So how does that work? I thought you liked sweet beers. It depends. If it's a stout, I struggle with it. If, just, it's, if it's too thick. thick and sweet, eh. Gotcha. But, eh. but um, I love Fluffernutter. Hell, man. But, all through high school, I ate peanut butter and Fluffernutter sandwiches, man. That was my thing. Which is why I'm so big and, you know, uh-huh. bulky now. Fuck the <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're You're the type of guy that girls get really jealous of when they look at it. Like, how does he stay so thin? I actually had a client once tell me, she said, you have the physique that makes every woman jealous. And I went, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know how to take that. <laughs> and moving on. <laughs> so the, the can's pretty cool. It's got It's very colorful. Mm-hmm. So you got a lot of stuff going on. you got a bunch of different bands. It looks like an old style saw blade. You know those big two-person push-pull yeah, saws? it does. Yeah. Chop it up. There you go. So it's a bunch of saw blades of different colors. you got blue... And bronze, the and pink, and orange, and green, and brown, and purple. They generally do pretty bright, colorful canning for a lot of their stuff. Um, pretty cool logo, like, too. Yeah, I like their labeling. Their logo is the, the state of Tennessee, and it, <laughs> I'd swear that looks like wheat rather than hops. But Well, it is. It's grist is grain. There you go. It's an old world word for grain. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Funny how that works. That's a cool little logo. Huh? Pop it open, man. Yeah. See what it's like. But, uh, oh, oh. Good question? Uh, I think he answered it when he described where they were. Because I thought I saw them, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Southern Broadway, kind of kind of close to, uh, for those who live in Nashville, by um, Bar Sovereign, that area, mm. right by the new Music City Center. I don't think so, no. Unless they opened up a tap room I don't know about. Maybe a satellite room or something like that? It's possible. Well, heck, that's kind of cool. Go from like a three or four uh, barrel system to like a... 15 or plus, and then also open up a satellite. That's, well, that's kind of they the, must be doing something that's right. It's becoming like the know, national thing to do. It seems Tailgate's done the same thing. They've got two different breweries now. Um, I'd much rather them do it. It's just them, them and Southern Grizz. Jackalope's got two. Jackalope's got two now. So it's just the Nashville beer boom, and people are like, hey, look, we can get the other side of town. We can get uh, more business. Mill Creek's got two, the original in Nonesville and on 12 South. Do they really? Yeah, one burger wow. of the week for Nashville Scene Burger Week. Oh, really? Right. Not most recently, I believe, but uh, year before, year prior. Have to check that out. Absolutely. It's a good excuse to go do a, another brewery review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's better that we have the breweries doing that kind of stuff than it is the country music artists with their names on different bars that keep popping up downtown. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Me up. Yeah. So-and-so's beer bar. And it's like, dude, you've never been there. Stop it. All right. All right, let's pop them open. Boy, Evan. Oh, that is dark. Well, I don't know why I expected it not to be that dark when it says brew cocoa nibs, but... It's, uh... Cocoa nibs, cacao nibs, how you say it? That's a weird color. It's like dirty dishwasher... Dirty dishwater after rinsing out a... 
coffee. Uh, what, what the hell am I trying to say? It looks like gravy before you add flour to it. <laughs> hmm. There you go. That that works even better. Uh, yeah, it's it's not it's not stout colored like that really really dark, and it's not a nut brown color necessarily. It's also really thin looking. Well, it's a brown ale, it's so very, I mean, it is very, gonna be, is it, it is gonna be thinner. It's not a porter. Um, thank you. That's it's gonna be lighter in body, which you know is kind of good for the hotter weather. So you, when you want something that's a little darker, uh, a little little of those roastier flavors, but you still <laughs> want some light body, that's a good go-to. Dude, the nose but, on this is fantastic. I definitely get yeah, the coconut. I, I, was I definitely s- love it. I, get I was coconut, gonna, hazelnut, all that. As, right, de- as delivered. I was gonna say when you said cocoa, I wasn't sure if it was coconut or. Uh, cocoa is in chocolate, and then you said cacao, and I was like, "Well, wait a minute." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Toasted coconut, chopped and roasted hazelnuts, and cacao nibs, cocoa nibs, whatever. That is that smells killer. Chop it up. I wonder what would happen if they didn't. If it, you know, how much of that? Uh... Dave Coulier would approve. <laughs> we in no way in the rights of Dave Coulier's opinion. Five percent of anybody rights of this. Oh wow! Yeah. Mm. All right, so a couple things. Um, Me gusta. Yeah. Before I describe if I like it or um, what I think, I've never had one of their beers before. Go ahead and pour some more. So that's one. Um, you so you've never had a Southern Grist beer before? Nope. Really? Never have. So um, they do a lot of great sours. Cool. You'll have to go check them out. Got to check that out. So I've never had one of their beers before. Uh, I do not typically, I should just say, I'm leading into my opinion, I don't like coconut things. Mm, I don't really? do uh, I, I don't do the what is the Girl Scout cookie? Um, it's like Maddie. oh the Samoas Samoas don't do the Samoas. Oh. See how could you not right? Don't do that. Uh, I don't do the pies. Uh, I don't do candies. I don't do the water. Um, so a big have, fan in other words. I'm I'm great huge fan huge fan. <laughs> having said all that, just I, not a coconut. Right. Having said that, I I do enjoy this. So simple answer. I think this tastes good. Um, but for me, what I don't like about coconut, uh, one of the things that I don't like about coconut when I drink it is that it reminds me of suntan lotion. And unfortunately, much, I do get a little bit of that. as a kid, man. Yeah. <laughs> too much time in the sun, it fried your brain. Yeah. I guess I would have rather have, blood. yeah, I guess I rather would have had mel- melanonin on you. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is, um, I dig this a lot. Mm-hmm. This is, this will go up in the, the annals of one of my favorite beers, I think. Wow. Yeah, the, uh, the head started off about quarter of an inch and lightly colored, uh, quickly dissipated. Really quickly. Yeah. It doesn't really lace very much. It kind of slides right down the glass. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it is a very thin very body. Very thin, which is good. Like they're, like, mm-hmm. like you were saying, you want something that's maybe not on such a... Yeah, especially it, when you On got, a hot day, it's okay to drink something a little darker. This would be the especially one. Especially when you think you're adding chocolate and you're adding... Or coconut or whatever it is, and you're adding uh, nuts, nuts, and you're adding coconut. You, you can kind of thicken it up, and this just stays light and refreshing and tasty. It's it's got a lot of different stuff going on flavor wise. You can taste the the fact that it's toasted right off the bat. Yeah, you can definitely mm-hmm. taste the toasted coconut, not just regular coconut. It's definitely toasted. You can taste the hazelnut right off the bat. It's and they very... did a good job toasting the coconut as well. It's really easy to burn and get those bitter flavors in there. Yeah, there's no bitterness to this at all. But I get. All of those, I get some honey, I get some creaminess to it, I get a lot of, a lot of honey notes to it. Honey, so it, really? It, it's really sweet, like nuts and honey, like a, I want to say oats and honey, I don't know. It's funny, right before this we were talking Nut about honey. that uh, that that old candy, that bit of honey. I guess, well, no. Which was I, ground up So the, the old cereal uh, nut and honey, 
I do kind of get that flavor from it, just mm-hmm. that honey and nut. And now that you say that, once again, you worked <laughs> your crafty magic of influencing my taste buds <laughs> with your sensitive palate. Yeah, I dig this. This is really. I would. I would absolutely keep this I'll, on stock. Might have to go out and get some more and stick it in the fridge. Is this is Ben? Is this new? Uh, it was the first time I saw it today. I went okay. out shopping. Um, I've actually already put that up on Instagram of, of the haul from today, which included this beer and the last one we just had. And uh, yeah, it's the first time I've seen it. Um, they put Southern Grish just does so many beers. They're you know they, they keep rotating them out too. I, I don't know if they really have any core beers or not. I think they have a couple that I've seen repeatedly, um, but it's very you know uh, sporadic. Mm-hmm. Um, and they always just rotate out and just, we've talked about them before on here. They're, they're, they're a good brewery. They, they, as I said, they expanded quickly. In fact, when they opened their new tap room, I didn't even know about it. My buddy used to live about a mile down the road from, from the, the Porter road, uh, location, um, which a side story to the side story, uh, was apparently where you used to buy heroin back in the day. So I got a buddy that grew up in East Nashville and he, you know, we were, we're at Southern Grizz. I think it was the first time I was there. <clears throat> And we're outside. They close down about 11 o'clock. And he's like, man, this is crazy. I never would have thought I'd be standing on this corner at night. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, well, see that corner right there, that bench? I think there used to be a bench there. I'm like, yeah. Or maybe he was saying that corner there used to be a bench. He's like, yeah, that's where you used to buy heroin in East Nashville. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, you did not come out here after night. I didn't come out here after night, and I grew up in these, you know, in these streets. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, that says a lot. And it's the gentrification of, of Nashville and how much it's grown since then. And you're, you know, it's prime real estate now. It's the trendy place to be. So, um, so the, the, but, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, the, the moral of the story is go find your hero, local heroin dealers. And in 30 and buy years. Buy some property around there because eventually it's going to be There's going to be a brewery and it's going to be <laughs> delicious. Uh, but I didn't know they expanded. And so my buddy, I talked to him one day. I'm like, hey, meet me at Southern Grist Tap Room. And I didn't read the whole text. It mm. said Southern Grist Nation's Tap Room. And my eyes, it was unfamiliar to me, so just read right over it. I just saw Southern Grist Tap Room. So I drive there, and then he's not there. I'm like, yeah, man, where you at? I'm in line. No, you're not. <laughs> Look back at the text. I'm driving, you know, 20 minutes to the other side of town again. Yeah. I'm like, oh, jeez. Um, mm. So that's those are my two fun stories about uh, Southern Grist. Well, I'm sure it was probably worthwhile if the beer was any as good as this. I haven't had, if I've had anything else by them, I'm not familiar with yeah, it. I don't I've, there's very little I've had from them I have not liked. I do. Um, or at least, you know, been okay with. There's been some that have been a little outside my, because I said they go crazy. They go weird. A little outside my realm. But Andy, I think you would really, really like their sours. Um, how do you feel about lactose and sours? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, I haven't had many that I didn't enjoy. Okay. Um. It. it yeah. It adds a little different dimension to that it. Mouthfeel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't dislike or prefer either way. Mm. Okay. So the, a lot of their sours have lactose in them, is why I asked. Cool. But they'll do stuff like you know, vanilla and lactose and lemon and rhubarb. I mean, I just weird stuff, but then it works. Yeah. And they do it really well, and they mix it really well. The only thing that I've had that from them that I can't think I like is the the Nashville Mule, and it's their take off a of Moscow Mule in a beer form. And just I just when beers are brewed with actual lime, I think it just takes on a weird flavor to me. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever had one, but it just gets kind of. It doesn't sound appealing. Yeah, it's almost like you know when the rind gets kind of you know brown, gets gets that kind of flavor to it. <laughs> yeah, you know the guy that did the thing that one time behind that place. What? 
<laughs> Sorry, y'all had a confused look on your face when I was trying to describe the lime, and so I just figured I'd take it there. Confuse it further? Yeah. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations. Right. Some guy dropped two drums off a cliff with a cymbal. But um. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you mean but um pum, Mike? Dude, he texted me that okay, as so you got two drummers and then one non-musical guy at all. So Andy, you can Hey, hey, I can read a scale, thank you very much. Can you stand on? No, I can read music. Oh, okay. But you don't play anything? Not anymore. Oh. He doesn't did. he doesn't play the instrument, he just simply reads music for enjoyment. Yes. Skin flute. Like oh, I'm sorry. Encyclopedia, uh, Encyclopedia Britannica. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. What do you do? Play? I just read it. <laughs> Nothing satisfied me like reading Vivaldi. I don't. I'm not an actor. I'm a scholar. Yes, I, the intellectual, can read the music. What do you do? Just play it. Anyway, he texted me his wording for badum bump or badum and it was something. It was something. and I was like, "The hell is that?" <laughs> He's like, "The proper spelling is badum pum." <laughs> he said something weird. It was funny. All right, I just kind I had of to correct you, man. Completely derailed. You can't talk drum speak to a drummer and not get called out on it if you don't do it right. What do you so, call what do you call a guy that hangs around three musicians? Yeah, I know that one. The drummer. Yeah. Put up bomb. Coming, yeah, coming from the guy that can he reads music. <laughs> For leisure. What do, you, what do you call the guy that hangs out in the studio and plays nothing? <laughs> ben. The producer that makes you all the money. That's true too. Ah. So so talking about Nashville, because I was gonna tell everybody that if they come to Nashville, if this beer is available, get it. If this beer is available wherever you are, you get see it. selling grits, give them a try. I'd, I'd definitely say anything by then. Give a try. But talking about coming to Nashville, it popped into my head. So the other day I was driving uh, into my office, and on my way in I see this huge cloud of smoke right where the airport is. And as I'm driving in on 40, I look over, and it's one of the airport parking lot shuttle buses You know that Ouch. carries everybody to the airport. And it's just engulfed in flames. I'm like, oh, crap. And as I drive by, the engine compartment explodes. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's not good at all. As, as as I drive past, the back doors have been opened. So you know that the whole crew of however many people were in there, I could hear it in my mind. Well, thanks for coming in and staying up with us at Nashville. Y'all come back. Run! <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy crap. I, could, I didn't see the people. They must have so run down. So was the, the bus the, on the road or was it in the terminal? Right or? against the road. It actually was just past the exit for the airport. And what's funny is there are some cars, like if you see cars that get caught on fire, I don't know what this is. This happens more often than I I, than I would have expected. But, you know, the cars that catch on fire, they'll be there for a couple of days, sometimes a week or so. Mm-hmm. This sucker was gone within a few hours because I was back by. The airport wanted to have nothing to do with that. Oh, yeah, it's bad. Reminder. Yeah. yeah. So congratulations. We've just immoral- immortalized this. Hey, snitches get stitches, man. you got to go. <laughs> You just, you just bus rolled them. Put on pump. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I might be done. Okay. What does bus roll mean? Huh? Bus roll. Bus rolled them? You threw them under the bus. Bus rolled over them. Bump, bump. Just drove uh, right over them. No, I just never heard that before. Really? Oh, yeah. All All right. Like a Rick roll or something. <laughs> never going to let you down. Not only is this an informative... I don't you things. I can't. Not only is this an informative podcast, but it's... It's informative. You just gain knowledge. I know. I try. <laughs> that was... <laughs> okay, so that last beer is kicking in. This beer is helping. Didn't you, that was a bomb. Did he just say not only is this an informative <laughs> podcast, it's informative? That's right. Okay, I don't have a play. I was trying to come up with a better word, and it didn't work. I failed. <laughs> uh, Rick Astley, can we insert a Rickroll into this without you suing us? And just wipe out that whole section with the Rickroll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this one. <laughs> All right. Never. <laughs> no editing. Fuck no life. That's right. All right. So let's give it a rating. Man. Um, Andy, start with it. I want Andy to start with it because oh. he's been sitting mm-hmm. back there contemplating it. He's, yeah, I've been I've been holding I've been holding out. You know, I uh, I chatted for a bit right off the rip about the honesty of a. I have not had one of their beers before. Yes, I have heard of them. B. Not a coconut fan. Um, and then C, like I said before, having said this, I do enjoy this. Um, I'm going to give this a 6-4 for me and okay. my palate. Things that would really elevate this for me and my palate, not that it's right or wrong, is for a brown ale, I think it could be a little bit more carbonated. Um, it's kind of sitting like a stout for me. Hmm. Um, and then also, if there are no, co- no coconut for me, hmm. and more hazelnut, I definitely think that the... The toasted hazelnut is excellent and strong in here, but for me, not being a coconut fan, it just kind of the, the coconut is all. It's not that it overpowers it; it's just all that I can focus on. And then also, um, yeah, the packaging looks great. Chop it up. I don't know if that really. Te- Chop hazelnuts. Yeah, I don't know if that tells me what it is, and you know, I, I, and I guess that makes me read read more. Um, but yeah, again, six four. I'd give this thing like a nine two if it had a more carbonation. And no coconut. Well, let me ask you this: on a uh, scale of coconut beers, yes. what would you give it? Oh, because uh, I've done that before. Of where, like, look, I don't like the style, so I'm going to give it for the style. I'm going to give it this, but yeah. on the total beer scale, I'm giving it this. Would you call this a coconut beer? Absolutely, I get lots of coconut. There from is it. a lot of coconut. I, I, in, yeah. fact, in fact, I don't get the hazelnut as much as you. I think I yeah. get, I get it, but not nearly. As I, I think get I was mostly. Coconut. I, but I think that I was really searching for it because I I'm <clears> looking for what I like in, you know, in taste. I do, yeah, I do taste a lot of coconut. I can't say also I've have had a, I've never, I would never purchase a coconut beer, and that's why, that's why this is a healthy conversation, is because mm-hmm. we all get to bring in gift. Right, we're all about the honesty here. Yep, what we think. Again, I'd give it like nine two, um, but the coconut was just too distracting for me. But I, to answer your question, it, it's the best coconut beer I've ever had. There you have, it, folks. Hi, <laughs> right, Mike. What do you think? Uh, I would give this a. a absolute 9 out of 10 I, I dig it I dig everything about it it's great mm-hmm. it's it's not it doesn't sit heavy to me it isn't it isn't very carbonated mm-hmm. at all like almost not I would like all. a little bit more I like my brown ales to be easy drinkers though so not having that carbonation helps it kind of flow down without fizzing up too much this is as close to a nitro as a non-nitro could be like you know how after the nitro you I don't know how to take that statement no you, hear me out <laughs> So you pop a nitro and you hear, you know, and it's having its explosion within whatever, and you pour it and it's got all the crazy stuff going on. And then when it's done, it's creamy and that's not very carbonated at all. It's all that, that, that it's totally different. This is just like nitros that I've had in the past. It's creamy. It's not carbonated. It's smooth. It's, it's silky. There you go. You hear the pour maybe. That's, that's. It's slick. It's silky. It's smooth. It's creamy. It's it's everything I would want in whatever this is. It's not every like every beer I've had. This wouldn't be the every beer, but this is a definite. I'm what? Quit looking at me weird. I'm trying to describe. <laughs> it. Give me this weird grin. Sorry, man. Yeah, that was just like it was undulating and flowing. It's like it's just you it's, kept going. I like beers with some carbonation. Okay. This beer, I like it exactly how it is. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, absolutely a okay with it, and I'll. By the way, the more it warms up, 
the more I taste the chocolatey notes of it mm-hmm. at the very end, like you get toasted hazelnut, toasted coconut, and it's bam immediately. And but it's not overwhelming. It's just you get it. It is, and then it goes, and then you get chocolate coming back in at the end of it, like the caboose on a yeah. train. It is beautifully balanced. Um, I think you're right. I think it was just the right amount of cocoa nibs, cacao nibs, however you want to say it, uh, to impart that flavor without being overpowering. It's the last thing they list, and I think they kind of did it like an ingredient list does, whereas the most prominent is up front. I definitely get coconut more than anything else, and then I get the hazelnut, and then I get a little bit of cacao. Cacao, cacao, cocoa, cuckoo, cuckoo for cocoa puffs. Um, which they actually have a uh, Cocoa Puffs beer out right now. Southern Grist does. Really? Yeah. Um, it's all the extra. I love, love, love toasted coconut. I think it's one of my favorite flavors, especially in beer. Huh. Um, I think they did this beautifully. I'm giving this a solid, I'm going to go eight, nine. I mean, that is just like right up there. I think you're right about the carbonation. I hadn't really thought about it when you said it, but I think a touch more would be good. I don't want a lot. Yeah. I don't want a lot more carbonation. Just a hair to give it a little more oomph to it. Um, It's probably perfect in-house. I don't know. I'm going out and buying another four-pack of this. Yeah, it's probably perfect in-house. I don't don't know uh, their new facility, if they're doing their own canning, but if they're doing anything like mope, Think they are mobile canning. Sometimes when you brew it perfectly and then you transfer it to you know a different company that's canning it, some of those things happen. Yeah. Um, so maybe maybe maybe, maybe they made it perfectly and it's not up to you know who else, the brewmaster who did it, but it's just the transfer. It's possible. But I mean, in a world that it seems like everything's been done before, especially in craft beer in the last fifteen years, mm. um, yeah, this is definitely very interesting. It's a very um, I like the interesting pi- set. Yeah, I like the pioneer spirit of Southern Grist. They are not afraid to put themselves out there, not calling anybody out like we've probably done a couple of times now. Sorry, guys. We still like you. Don't worry. Um, you know, they, they do a lot of crazy stuff and a lot of it, but everything they put out is of good quality. Uh, not everything fits my flavor profile and preference, but it's I can still appreciate it for being done well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's rare you get anything from them that tastes off or tastes funny or just tastes cheap or some. I think a lot of the people out there that try to do too much and get grow too, you know, that that happens. And it's not just Nashville; it's it's all over. Hmm. You get it from from breweries that just they're not quite right. God, I like Southern Grist. So this definitely makes me want to go try a few more of their beers. That's for sure. I agree. This 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 has. If this was their advertisement, it's got my attention, and I will be going. All right. Yeah, I agree. Guys. All right. Guys, hope you like it. It is the Southern Grist Brewing Company's Chop It Up, and apparently it comes in a uh, 16-ounce, so it's a tall can. Uh, It's 5.4% ABV, by the way, and it's a very colorful can. If you're looking for, look for a rainbow on a can, then that's, that's probably this one, so... It's awesome. Hope you guys get a chance to check it out. Let us know what you think. You can find us on Instagram at the Ales and Tales Podcast and on Facebook at the Ales and Tales Podcast. And uh, let us know what you think. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.